Okay, I'll say one, two, three, and then we'll clap. Are you both ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. You just rub your hands together <laughs> to prepare. Maybe. That's incredible. Okay. I can't believe you could hear two. that. <laughs> no, it came through very yeah. clearly, actually. <laughs> that sucks. Girl, my eyes and girl, my mind. It never stops after it's dark. Cause you're a girl, a girl, a girl in my The girl in my heart. What time is it? Girl, Girl time. time. Wow, okay. I was not enthusiastic enough. I'm so sorry. I'm really excited about Girl That's Time. Okay. I've been waiting for Girl Time all day. <laughs> My name is Maggie. I'm Haley. I'm Ashton. And this is From Rushers with Love. We're a big time rush podcast. And this week we are reviewing the episode Big Time Video, which is the 18th episode of season one. It's the last episode before the season finale. This video was directed by Jonathan Judge and written by Ron Halsey. That's the creative team behind Big Time Photoshoot. Oh. Okay. Um, wow, they really just like Marcos, huh? Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and just as a reminder, Jonathan Judge directed Big Time Fever and Ron Halsey wrote Big Time Jobs. And I feel like that gave me a lot of insight into this particular episode. So as soon as they got back together, they were like, we can bring back our OC. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're like, we need to do him better and not yes. have him say the word stuffy puppy like eight times. He or, doesn't bring him up at all. Like, I'm yeah, so proud of him. I know. He's grown so much. Well, you can't direct a music video with stuffy puppies. I, eh, yeah. Someone could. Not me. Before I forget to say it, the episode aired on July 31st, 2010. So we're like, we're more than halfway through 2010 now, guys. Okay, so we open on... This is the coldest open yet. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Carlos is like, it's time for the first annual Big Time Rush brain freeze off. And they all have, like, giant slushies. And the others go off, 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 like they're doing an echo. But initially, I thought they were just really unenthusiastic and, like, Carlos (laughs) forcing them to do this. And they were like, no, we don't want brain freezes because like that's a that's a natural stance to have (laughs) logan is like what's the prize for this and james is like brain freeze is its own reward so they just (laughs) genuinely want this for themselves also before we get too far past this moment the very first image on the screen is carlos presenting the group with four slushies and they're all kind of facing away and when they turn around, Kendall seems a little thrown off and surprised. Um, <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, and I think that this is the last piece of evidence I need to say that Carlos has magical making things appear powers. I think he just brought those smoothies out of thin air. And if we had started the episode... A minute, I thought James had that. Did they both share it? I think that we decided... Okay, so we were not sure because it came up in Big Time Party and we were like, oh, he can make things uh, appear because he likes his appearance or something like that. Haley, you're, you're cutting out. I just can't hear you right Discord now. Discord does not want the people to know this. <laughs> okay, 
So let me let me just take it from the top, make it clean. Wow, it's really forbidden knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So when we talked about it in Big Haley, Time you're party, lighting up, but I'm not hearing really? anything. <gasps> I'm gonna leave the chat oh, and come no. back. Wait, let me not write this in Todd's prison. I can't believe Carlos did this. Carlos doesn't want, yeah, he doesn't want the knowledge <gasps> to get out. Oh my god, she's gone. He killed, he kills Haley. <laughs> she's back. She's... Okay, did that work? <laughs> yeah, I think it did. I mean, try talking again. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh. Sounds okay, good. Yeah. Cool. I know sometimes right. Discord no, is Haley stupid. Watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I just heard you talk about how he has conjuration powers. Yes, because in Big Time Party, we were not sure um, who had the conjuration powers because all we knew is that both of them popped up with things. And we said, maybe it's James who can materialize things because he's so materialistic. But I think as we, as we have explored Van Dannenman and Evil Mirror James, that that seems to be more his superpower wheelhouse. Um, and between this with the smoothies... And a moment later on in this episode, I think that kind of solidifies for me that Carlos is the um, materializer of the group. And that's where he, get all, he gets all the hammers. Uh-huh. Okay. Is he it's his, all coming together. Is he his own cat guy? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really have a cat guy. He just doesn't want to arouse suspicion. Or he materialized a cat guy. That might be too far, making no, I, full full guys. I love the idea that instead of materializing a cat, he materializes a guy who can obtain cats. Maybe he just knows. Maybe he just knows a guy. Yeah, he does maybe know a lot of all. people. He yeah. found a cat guy so quickly person. in LA, though. It's okay. Maybe he materialized all of the phone numbers. No, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm screwing this up. It's just objects, physical, especially food. Yes. Yes. Especially food and hammers. I'm not going to ruin this. <laughs> it makes sense right now. Food and hammers. And then maybe cats? Uh, we're still on the fence about cats. I want him right. to be able but... to spawn cats. Not spawn, <laughs> but... Yeah. Make cats appear. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the scene at hand. Uh, we get a little bit of what the Netflix subtitles called... Vigorous slurping, followed by Netflix. tortured groaning. Sulu wouldn't do this. Hey, I miss Sulu. <laughs> Did you say Sulu? <laughs> that's what came out, but that's uh, <laughs> not what I meant to say. You're such a Trekkie. Yeah, rip. Uh, Logan does this thing with his hand. He does like a like a gay little claw motion. I don't know why. In this like scene, a- do you think the directors were like, this is what they think weird teenage boys are like. I mean, they're right. Yeah. I can't tell if they're right. Like, the way James is, like, holding his drink, what is that? <laughs> I I could not stop looking at it. I was obsessed with the way that he was holding his drink. <laughs> his so... arm is, like, inverted. <laughs> Why did he do that? <laughs> He's, like, almost hugging it. Like, I want to know the direction they were given from the director's. Oh, Jonathan uh, Judge, I just please. Give, 
talk to us. <laughs> I want to give big props to Erin Sanders for props. this whole episode because oh my goodness, she yes. had to she just had to Nickelodeon cry like really loudly and for for so long, and she kept it up. Mm-hmm. Like this is yeah she she did the thing. Um, She's so much okay so. Someone who's not Camille is crying in the lobby, and it's, like, the worst fake crying I've ever heard in my whole life. I'm so sorry to this actor, but I was, like, <laughs> fumbling around for the mute button. I was well, like, that's I why that's why he's leaving in the Palmwoods, because he was bad at acting and couldn't get any parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Buddha Bob is just very, very casually, like, another Hollywood dream has been crushed, and you're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Which is fun because this is kind of similar to um, Big Time Fever, where, you know, they talked about the downsides of moving to L.A. to follow your dreams and side effects of being there. You know, they talked about Hollywood fever. And now in this one, it's if you don't get a part, you're just going to cry and leave. And the way that it's presented as like this is the normal thing that happens. It's just part of being here at the Palmwoods really reminded me of fever, which makes sense because Jonathan Judge was involved. Yeah, he's like, don't do this, viewers. <laughs> don't do this. You don't want this. Don't, don't go to Hollywood. <laughs> Wild, actually, that that's his perspective and this is the show that he's working on. Well, Camille is crying and Logan, to his credit, stops the brain freeze competition so that he can comfort her and say, hey, it's not sad. At least your Hollywood dream is still real or whatever he said he said something better than that yeah so uh camille reveals that she's leaving the palm woods and then all the boys start screaming and logan's yelling no <laughs> and then they fall to the ground writhing and, and drinks spill all over the carpet <laughs> they're like dying down there it's fine they'll be okay and camille thinks that they're like taking it really hard that she's leaving but buddha bob is like Nah, it's just a brain freeze. And then uh, walks And away. that's when it cuts to, yeah, that's when it cuts to the intro. So they're just left screaming on the ground. <laughs> so um, I guess that's the entire thing. Because, like, their drinks are spilled. Their drinks are gone. They had the brain freeze. I guess they all won. Yeah. Uh, so after the intro, we find out that Camille hasn't booked a part in six months. And her dad's making the move back to Connecticut. And Carlos decides that he can hypnotize her dad to let her stay because he's been practicing. So he has this like little red watch that he like dangles in front of her face and says, you're getting very sleepy. Um, and then it, it plays was... the sound, sound effects from the ghost episode, which happens every time he tries to hypnotize somebody. And then she just starts crying again. And then he tries to hypnotize her into being happy. And he's... <laughs> It, it doesn't work but then kelly shows up the watch that he's using it's not like it's not like a pocket watch it's like one of those digital watches you would get in a mcdonald's happy meal yeah or in like a cereal box <laughs> i mean he probably just materialized it and that's all he that's knows true. i am obsessed with that actually so kelly is like we're gonna film your first video and then is it kendall who comes up with the idea to cast camille in it i think it's logan because oh, yeah. he says we can get camille part in our music video because he emphasizes video instead of music <laughs> and it sounds really weird because then gustavo does the same thing in the next scene 
Carlos is like the only one who says it normal the entire time. So thank you, Carlos. Oh man, Logan maybe thinks, <laughs> Logan just thinks she's a terrible singer and wants to make it clear that she's not going to contribute to the actual song in any way because she would ruin it. <laughs> so they uh, tell her to stall her dad until they get back, and then she does this really spectacular fall over her own luggage and is clutching her arm but then she like winks at them so they're like wow she's like really good at this also it's sorry when when kelly came up to them and they were excited about the music video and then camille started crying again kelly said okay say goodbye to the nice crying girl (laughs) (laughs) which like she's interacted with camille on so many occasions she should know her name at this point right was she in the crew when they were doing Big big Time Crib and they were in the recording studio? It was her and Katie and Carlos, yeah, right? And then Kelly right. like broke in. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she maybe Camille's just so good at acting she didn't recognize her. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of when else they actually would have interacted. At the party. The big time party, yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't have exchanged names. Huh. The scene transition's weird because after they're like, "Man, she's good," then Kendall like throws his arms up in the air. He goes, "Ugh," and then they all just like run away. <laughs> I don't know why he does the that, but it's <laughs> that's what it does to you. Brain has no, he just, I like when he just throws his arms around. <laughs> that's my, only later in the episode. No, <laughs> in in middle school, my best friend used to drink those entire cartons of chocolate like the the little half cartons of milk she'd get a chocolate one and she would drink the entire thing in one go and try to give herself brain freeze and she was very often successful and we all just had to watch her suffer and she was like no I like doing it and we were like okay sucks I love that for her so in Gustavo's office discussing the video they suggest casting Camille in it and he screams the word quiet at them so loudly that it, like, creates a gust of wind and blows their hair back. He's so, that's his power. Yeah. He has well, That's the only time powers. I remember that happening. He yells at them a lot, but that's the first time we've seen it, like, blow their hair back. Do you remember the time when he got so angry that there was an earthquake? Yeah. I do recall that one, yeah. Huh. <laughs> So he's really holding back the rest of the time is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. This entire episode is like very fundamentally Gustavo in a way where like they don't really have much for him to do. Like like he's there to move the plot forward. Mm-hmm. But they're like, okay, so he's just going to yell a lot. <laughs> and that's it. Pretty much. He's just there to be an yeah. obstacle. So he is like, we don't know who the director is. And um, they're about to have a meeting with the hottest video directors to find the concept for VTR. And then they go to, like, the conference room in Rock Records. Oh, we start with Marcos. He's the first uh, director, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, if you don't remember, in Big Time Photoshoot, he was the photographer who uh, wanted them to have stuffy puppies the whole time. Um, He was partially responsible for Space Matadors, but that was mostly Griffin. (laughs) Um, no, he's... Griffin was 100% space metador. <laughs> he absolutely yeah. was, yes. But Marcos didn't stop him. No. Did Marcos have the authority to stop Griffin? Uh, probably not. No. That's fair. Um, but here, Marcos wants 
to start the music video with four boys in a car, a pretty, pretty car, and they're driving. <laughs> and then that's as far as he got. <laughs> yeah, they try to, like, shoe handle Camille back into it. They're like, yeah, if there's a girl in the car. And then a they explain pretty, they're pretty like, girl. <laughs> they're like, look, if she doesn't get an acting job, she's going back to Connecticut. And then this is where Gustavo says, this is a music video, which <laughs> is like the weird inflection again. Right. Um, not a charity case. I want to show Gustavo we are the world and just like ruin his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, Gustavo explains to the boys that as their Hollywood careers take off, more and more people are going to come up to them asking for favors, like a fashion photographer who wants to direct a music video. And then explains that they have to say no, like he just did to Marcos. And even when Marcos starts crying, he still says, you're fired. I think he just said no. He goes, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) And then Marcos leaves crying, and I feel really bad for him, and I just want him to be happy. Uh huh. No, dude, I love him. He's so fun. <laughs> like and... in photo shoot, he was just kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he's very endearing. Yeah. Right, and I think that's why the writers were like, "Okay, we got to give him another shot because <laughs> we did they did him kind of dirty in that one. We had so much potential and we squandered it." Um, Gustavo tells them to go tell their friend that she's not in the video. So Carlos tries to hypnotize him into <laughs> letting Camille be in the video. And like- Gustavo just screams, get out, <laughs> really loudly at them until they run away. My theory is that the hypnosis worked at that moment. It was just delayed. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the Bitters and Katie plot for this one. Um, but basically, Bitters got this new fancy convertible, and he parked it in the middle of the Palmwoods Park <laughs> and like blocked it all off so the kids have nowhere to play. He's just like looking at his car, I guess. Um, and this is like the big conflict for them because Katie wants to play in the park and he's being a meanie. <laughs> that, that seemed really, uh, condescending to Katie. She's right. Um, no, he's just being a bitch about it. He's being absolutely awful. He's such a bitch. Yeah, he's vile, as you've said. Absolutely. Though this is, this is definitely peak vile bitters. Mm-hmm. Also... The only episode that either Judge or Halsey worked on that involved a Katie Bitters conflict was Big Time Fever. So they only really know how to do okay. one of Okay, and that those. was the, oh, are you a widow tycoon? Right. And then in the end, because of her conflict with Bitters, she was able to save the day. Yeah, that's a common theme for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if oh, you, also, unless you have anything. I do have one more thing but, from that scene. Yes. Um, cause Katie wanted to play kickball on the park and she's like, where are we supposed to play kickball? And he says, I don't care park. And he throws the ball oh, yeah. out of the way and some kid who's oh, walking yeah. by sees the ball and just kicks it and clocks Vitters right in the head and he passes out. It's what he deserves. <laughs> It was just, it was such an unnecessary detail, but so good. And I thought it was going to be like a recurring gag and then it wasn't, which made it funnier. Because in other episodes, it was a recurring gag. Everyone right. just likes seeing, seeing him get hit in the head with like objects. I know I do. Me well, too. 
It's like, who is this disgusting, horrible man, and how can we make people enjoy watching him yeah, if he suffers? I think Griffin should get hit in the head with some kickballs. Yeah. So in the next scene, we are by the Palmwoods poolside. The four boys are sitting at a table. They're talking about how they got to tell her the truth. She can't be in the video. And Camille runs up and asks if she can tell her dad that she got the part in the video. She has, like, her arm in a sling and everything. So she's like, I can't really keep this up much longer. And they look her in the eyes and they say yes. Mm-hmm. And then she's obviously excited. And they're like, cool, that was not our best move. <laughs> and the Jennifers are crying now. <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is Carlos's turn to get upset because, like, Camille is, like, kind of personal to Logan. And Carlos still, I guess, really wants to date the Jennifers. Even after the whole thing where he became a Jennifer and then decided he hated being a Jennifer and left. I don't know. So now we're just back to square one with the Jennifers with him. Yeah, their whole dynamic is strange and I don't understand what the um, storyline is with that dynamic. Like, none of it really carries over. It's all episode to episode. And then at the mm-hmm. end, it just, like, goes back to the default. So then it can go from there. It's just a little frustrating. But it's especially confusing because Fever was the last episode. And that's where he became a Jennifer. So this is very soon after that. Um, Yeah, interesting. And it was the same writer. Oh, come on, dude. Well, yeah, the Jennifers aren't, like, a huge part in this. Um, Carlos offers them a part in the video so they can stay. But then they go told you that would work um so they totally played him and okay (laughs) the other thing about that moment do you remember in big time crib when they said we get speaking roles in your next three music videos Mm -hmm. oh shit yeah (laughs) first of all that wasn't a speaking role but i guess they're fine with it second of all they already were promised a role in the video why did they need to trick him into it they probably forgot i mean i'm sure the boys forgot but None of this is legally binding at all, so I don't really know. But the right. boys don't know that, so they're like, oh, we promised something to someone, so we have to follow through with it because maybe, we're good people. Maybe they tricked them into two other videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this one doesn't count. We'll get an extra one in there. Uh, and Carlos, everyone's mad at Carlos for doing that, so he tries to hypnotize <laughs> them into not being mad at him. Which, again, doesn't work. So that's clearly not his superpower, (laughs) is the hypnotism. And then the next one's also stupid, because Joe goes down to the pool, and she's dragging her suitcase, and we get that squeaky wheel sound effect. And she's not crying, but she asks, she says, Kendall, I need your help. Mm -hmm. And then Kendall's like, oh, no, 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 you can be in our music video. And turns out she was going to ask him to fix the squeaky wheel on her suitcase. But he's like, yeah, cool, I'll be in the video. And then she leaves. I I guess he's not going to fix the squeaky wheel anymore. But, I mean, he has the suitcase. She left it with him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Has he ever displayed any kind of, like, proficiency with tools? Well, do you remember the skunk? I was literally about to bring that up, yeah. Like, some weird Minnesota proficiency (laughs) for... Yes. So maybe it's like catching skunks and fixing suitcases. Yeah. Or she's just like, oh, my big strong boyfriend can fix it for me, which that's probably not what it is. Um, but I don't even know anymore. Maybe he I don't just get this got this whole teenage dating thing. Maybe he just got one of those like Swiss Army knives, and he's thought it was really cool. 
And she was like, <laughs> oh, you should fix this. <laughs> so they made some bad decisions and they didn't do well in that scene. Um, but they're like, okay, it's fine. There's going to be extras in the video and we'll just put them in the background because, like, that's acting, right? <laughs> and then everyone in the pool, all the extras just scream, yes. <laughs> it's a very good joke. Is that like the first like meta thing that we get? Well, we CD got a player. couple. We got the CD player meta O's. So we're just dipping a toe into that. Mm-hmm. So now that we've established that being an extra is acting. They go back to Rock Records. I don't know why they're letting Big Time Russ sit in on these um, meetings. Because Gustavo's not going to listen to their feedback. Right. Like, why are they there? They have to give them the illusion of rights. That's fair. <laughs> so this first director that comes in, um, I, he voiced a couple of guys in Ratatouille. I'm assuming there are the rats. I didn't check. Can I, can I say something that I didn't see in my notes until now from the previous scene oh absolutely james um and this is really important james is like whoever heard of a music video without girls in it and then we cut to this pitch meeting and (laughs) oh yeah the guy is like four boys nobody else because the city (laughs) is them they are the city and gustavo is really intrigued doesn't he say no girls (laughs) i don't I think he does. I think that's a no. no, that's okay. the next guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Logan is wearing a sweater vest. I just want to get that in there real quick. Oh, I was like, wait, really quick. Um, I was being dumb in my notes. It's Logan who does a really bad fake cough and goes, <coughs> no girls. Yeah. And then, then they have to like diffuse it from there. Um, <laughs> terrible job, Logan, but it did, so- it did the job. I like to think that they had to make the any kind of guy video to make up for this, just for the volume of girls that ends up being in the City of Zars video. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that video exists within the canon of the show? I hope so. We don't have any proof that it does. I want it to. <laughs> I don't know when they would have made it. Obviously, after this, this is their first music video in the show universe. So Gustavo really likes this concept, and then Kendall, like, panics, and then he does, he starts Kendalling, and he interprets the whole thing in the worst and most literal <laughs> way possible, and it's so good. Because a lot of the time it's not good, like, when he did the whole turning his back on his friends thing, because that was <laughs> yeah. bullshit, but this is This fantastic. is amazing. He's like, okay, yeah, so we're the city, so we're all skyscrapers. And then Logan's a taxi, and then Logan goes, yeah, beep, beep. Just like the song. (laughs) That's where they got it from. They They forced Gustavo to imagine it. Yeah, they forced Gustavo to imagine it, and they're all dressed as buildings, except for Logan, who's a taxi, and I'm obsessed with it. I would watch that video so cardboard. It's so low budget. I like when Carlos, he's a bank, and at one point he just starts spinning around, (laughs) like, a lot. Um, So that is the worst video that Gustavo has ever imagined in his life. Um, And this is where I kind of realized this is, like, another callback to Big Time Audition, 
because he's basically like auditioning these directors. Ooh. And I think the last time we got a scene like this was in Big Time Bad Boy when they were like yeah. all trying out for the bad boy part. He just likes auditions. He likes telling people that it was the worst thing that he's ever seen or heard or imagined in his life. I mean, relatable. <laughs> so I say, that's not my video. And he goes, and it never will be. <laughs> Next. So then, um, while that guy's leaving, the boys all duck under the table to plot. And Kendall's like, if the video doesn't have girls in it, we kill it. <laughs> Which was intense, but also what they did. Yeah. Bunch of directors in a row pitching their concepts. The first one is Big Time Rush, all alone, nobody else, on the tallest building in Los Angeles. And Carlos is like, I'm afraid of heights. And Logan's like, and I hate tall buildings. (laughs) (laughs) James. Well, Kendall says nosebleed. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, and then James says, I I get nauseous standing up, and then stands up, and then immediately dies. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, James in this scene, I used to quote this all the time, but there was no, there's nothing that it applied to in my real life, really. (laughs) Like, I would stand up, and I can't just say, I get nauseous when I stand up, because someone's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you okay? Do you need to go sit down? So you would stand up and then just fall down without saying anything? (laughs) No, I think I would just, like, say it to myself. (laughs) I don't really remember. I mean, like, I can't quote the waffle thing. None of these, none of the lines in the show are quotable to anyone except, like, you guys who I've made, like, talk and analyze these lines with. (laughs) I was about to say, you literally texted me the waffle thing this morning. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) It was very funny. Haley asked me if I wanted some mac and cheese, and I said, a waffle? Haha, no thanks. I already ate. Because I had a sandwich, so. Yeah, I ate almost an entire box of mac and cheese by myself, so we'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow. (laughs) The next director we get um, proposes a magical underwater city without girls. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's just such a bizarre, like, like, why? What is the rest of the video going to be? <laughs> Why is it so important to her that she says, without girls? <laughs> so they're like, can't swim. Me neither. I'm afraid of sharks. And then James I reveals. Th- <laughs> and then he dies again. <laughs> and, and that's he, like, enough for Gustavo little- to pass on it. He like spits up a little water on logan as he's passing like falling down um logan like doesn't care though i thought he'd get really annoying about it no he just like makes a face yeah but in the next scene he's sitting behind james (laughs) okay okay (laughs) big time rush are the last surviving members of the human race and they must reclaim a forgotten city and gustavo's like interesting and Logan's like, I can see it now. A post-apocalyptic, dirty, ugly nightmare. <laughs> and then we see that Gustavo imagines that one, and we are privy to it. <laughs> yeah, just some dirty, rowdy boys. <laughs> they all have dreads. Yeah, oof. Um, Carlos is, like, hanging on a fence and, like, like rocking on it. 
and James is standing up on a motorcycle with his arms spread out and, like, the wind blowing his dreads, which was foreshadowing <laughs> for later on with the motorcycle. And Logan, like, has something attached to a string or a rope or whatever and smashes it on the ground. And Kendall just kind of has his arms <laughs> straight out. Like, like he cheek-posed and then bent his elbows up 90 degrees and just waved his hands back and forth while singing. Just vibe. It was so, there's something about this scene. I think it's James, and James is, like, pointing. For some reason, reminded me of the uh, Jonas Brothers Ask the Wizard video. (laughs) I was just something in it talk about that were you really stop okay so i'm glad it wasn't just me because i couldn't remember the exact part or like why it reminded me of it that's that's incredible okay yeah no it's the hair because instead of the big hair band hair it's just like the dreads and the way that he's standing and i think he had like a raggedy vest or something which was very joe jonas in property of the queen which was the name of the band in that video because i have that video memorized (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. And it, especially um, the part in the video where it's like, da-da-da, I went to Africa. Da-da-da. That <laughs> was a very similar color scheme to the post-apocalyptic City is Ours video. Okay. Is this, no, I, this video huh? is like, what, just on Tumblr? There's the literally one left? Tumblr post that has the entire video. You can get bits and pieces okay. of it on YouTube if you look up Property of the Queen. Um, we'll, or we'll post the Jonas Tumblr Brothers, post know. link in the description uh, if it's, we remember to. It's my favorite Jonas Brothers content. It usurped um, The Tables Have Turned, which was my favorite for a decade. All right. So they don't want to do that video. <laughs> that sucks. Because SNL's and... just going to do it later. Or no, they already did yeah. it, I think. Yeah, 2009. And then Marcos runs in again and is like, okay, okay, what if... <laughs> The pretty, pretty car is going into a tunnel. And they're like, and? But that's all he's got. He's trying so hard. I know. He wants it so badly. I feel bad for him. I don't know why I feel so bad for him. He's just so bad at this. I definitely didn't have this much sympathy for him when I was in middle school. I didn't care. I didn't have this much sympathy for him during the photo shoot because he was just being a bad photographer. And now he's still being a bad director, but at least he's not saying, like, he's the best. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he knows he's the worst. We get another Katie Bitters interlude. Um, (laughs) Bitters is wearing some jorts. In my notes, I wrote, Bitters, white trash. Yep. (laughs) And Katie's got this cute uh, kite that looks like an ace pride flag. Oh, that's what it was. I was like, why Why do I know those colors? Yeah. The vile, awful thing that I looked away from. this I li- literally averted my eyes from this screen because I felt uncomfortable seeing it. Is it when he says, you bet it isn't? Like no. The very, oh. No, before, oh. just the entire car wash montage. Um, <laughs> except for the part where three women who look like grown-up Jennifers <laughs> are walking by. <laughs> Um, and he, like, makes eye contact with them, and then they just kind of run away. So he does this horrible, disgusting, like, trying to be sexy washing the car, and it's supposed to be funny, but also it's just really, it's just unsettling and upsetting, and I don't know why it was on Nickelodeon. It's also the most they've ever played right. of the- I think it's gotta be- Of the knockoff Let's Get Go It On. 
Like, I was like, wow, they wrote a lot of this. Yeah. I wonder what it's like for the actor, because I think that's his real life human body. Right. And that's he's playing the character, I think, exactly how Nickelodeon wants him to. And he's doing like a great job of that. Like the character sucks. But yeah, again, like like we were talking about with Gustavo in Big Time Terror, like it's this isn't explicitly like fat jokes, but it's like, oh, this like kind of tubby man is right. And, like, he is being gross about it and all that, but it's just, like, interesting once it brings, like, because, you know, he's trying to do it all sexy, and then at the end, he, like, pours a bunch of soapy water over his shirt and, like, rubs his belly. So, I don't know, it really brings his body into it, and, you know, I'm like, that's that's a real guy. Yeah. I'm sure he's, I'm sure it's, like, fine. He probably had fun with it, or, <laughs> I don't know, I'm like that. I can't make claims, but <laughs> it might not be a big deal at all. He tells Katie to leave because she's, quote, jamming his mojo. Oh, no, sorry. Before he does that, Katie walks up and asks, are you even capable of shame? Which is already a (laughs) sick line, but especially from a Mm 10-year-old. I don't think anything's ever going to dethrone the Gustavo has never loved line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. She just has some good lines. All she wants to do is fly her ace pride kite, and then Betters is being ace phobic and is like, you have to go to the child area, and it's this really shitty, there's like, it's full of children, it's this tiny little square, and (laughs) this this one kid is trying to hula hoop, but there's not enough room, so she and her friend are just like moving it in small circles around her (laughs) waist. (laughs) Yeah, that that sucks so katie informs him that this is not over and that's where bitter says you bet it isn't and that's when he pours the water on himself i just didn't like that he said you bet it isn't because that's like so close to like a james line love, and he's not allowed to have it Mm-mm. all right let's not Bitters let's move on from that one hollywood super party king of hollywood <laughs> not no? even a little bit he got trapped in the super party fun box <laughs> They're, this is where they're sulking on the couch in 2J. Yeah. They're like drinking and... sparkling water or something. <laughs> but it's in like glass bottles, so it kind of looks like they're like drinking. It looks like James is like hanging out drinking a beer. <laughs> right. It's probably not what's happening. Oh, not at all. Um, They talk about how they need to solve this, but a director is not just going to walk through the door. And then the door opens because they don't lock their apartment door. And Buddha Bob comes in to fix the clock. And they're like, well, this this could work. So they dress him up in weird clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bring him back into the conference room at Rock Records. On his little resume, Gustavo's reading it out loud, that it says that he directed music videos for Lady Gaga, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the Fresh Beat Band. Did anyone else? Which I forgot to look up. Is that like, that's was that a Nickelodeon thing? Yeah. Okay. Was it like the Naked Brothers band? No, no, it was no. closer to Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, oh, in- interesting. So you guys, I'm guessing, did not immediately Google when the Lady Gaga Beyonce telephone video came out. Ooh, no. That's the, I was like, what's the funniest video he could have directed? And like, obviously it's telephone. Yes. Oh, it was a preschool television series. So that was for very small children. Yes. I know it was familiar, but also after my time. 
Yeah. So I think, like, maybe one of my cousins was watching it or something. This is such a random assortment of musical acts, though. Like I want to show he's uh, diverse and can handle anything. Mm-hmm. And his pitch is, the city is ours for one night. Make your city yours. <laughs> and, the- and then all the boys are standing in the back of the room cheering. They're just, like, encouraging him from behind Gustavo so he can't see them. And they're coaching him <laughs> on what to say. <laughs> so Gustavo's like, okay, interesting, go on. Um, but apparently they didn't, they didn't plan for this at all. These idiots. These numbskulls. They're just Did so they bad at everything. Oh my god, yeah. And see, it's they're not trying to, like, that mime. <laughs> they're standing behind Gustavo trying to mime what they want him to say, but they're, like, really bad at it, and Buddha Bob's also really bad at guessing. <laughs> so lose they're trying to mime, like, teenage girls. So I don't even know. I don't even know what they're doing with themselves. <laughs> it's, uh, kids. Tall kids. Weird tall kids. Uh, girls, girls, itchy girls, girls and boys, teenage girls and boys, rocking out. To BTR. And Gustavo loved that. Even though at one point he said itchy teenage girls. <laughs> I just really liked weird talkings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when they, they rock out. That's fun. So Gustavo says he loves it, and he's the director. And then the recording booth guy walks in, and he gets some lying. He finally gets to talk. Yay! And what he gets to tell Gustavo, there's a clog in the toilet. So I want to talk about this guy for a second, if you okay. guys are good with that. Okay. So excited. I was trying to look up like what else he did. It was hard to find, because he doesn't have a name in the <laughs> show. And then his IMDb, like there's no photos or anything. So I'm, like, 95% sure I got the right guy. Uh, right. So I think this is Dean Herrera. His only acting credits are in Big Time Rush as himself, and uh, he's also credited as awesome guitar player in a TV show called The Big Time Show in 2009, <laughs> which is completely unrelated. That's incredible, actually. So he's in Big Time Rush and The Big Time Show, but it seems like he his main thing is that he's in a metalcore band called The Human Abstract. Ooh. And he plays, like, guitar in that. I didn't get a chance to listen to a lot of it. I listened to, like, half a song, but, like, it seems pretty sweet. So check him out. Um, <laughs> again, I'm, like, 95% sure it's the same guy. <laughs> it looks like him. He's got the dreads and everything. But now he's here in Big Time Rush. So after he tells Gustavo there's a clog in the toilet, and Buddha Bob, like, on autopilot, he pulls out his plunger and it's like, oh, I'll get that. I'm a janitor. <laughs> and then they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, no, I'm not... And he's just, like, doing a really bad job, and Gustavo fires him immediately, which, like, that's fair. I was going to say, what if he's a janitor and a music video director, but that's probably not the case or the vibe. Um, And then he tells Big Time Rush to go back to the Palmwoods and tell their friends that they're fired, too. And then they immediately, (laughs) they get to the lobby, and they offer parts to between 14 and 17 people because everyone's like crying and they feel so bad about it they're like don't worry don't worry you're in the video (laughs) at least they do stop to acknowledge that they say out loud we're really bad at this (laughs) 
And then they get up to the apartment. Logan's giving them all bottles of water. I just, I don't know if that's important at all. I did. I also noticed that and I thought it was, I don't know if weird is the word, but. I mean, it's different water than like the fancy sparkling stuff or whatever it was they were drinking earlier. They a lot of water today. Yeah. Because they didn't need to be like, well, two of them were eating. So I guess it makes sense there. But they didn't need to be like drinking water during all of this. Unless like the actors were thirsty. We don't see them drinking water. No, uh, apart. I mean, it. James James it. passes out just from drinking water. <laughs> so he gets nauseous from drinking water. Yeah. And I guess when he gets nauseous, he passes out. What does he think nauseous is? <laughs> so Logan, as he's giving them the water bottles, he says, so I did the math <laughs> and we've lied to 14 people. <laughs> and in my, wrote, in my notes, I wrote, oh, wow, Logan can do math. <laughs> So but he also- can count to 14, I guess. But also, then- as Ashton just said, 14 to 17 people in the lobby. Right, so James has to correct him. And James immediately does the math. So he can very quickly add 3 to 14. But I guess Logan had to like fake. stand aside. It sounds like Logan had to stand aside and do the math before he could right. come up with the number 14. So maybe James is the smart one. <gasps> That's not true, but... Logan's just not the smart one. I know. Well, no. It's so sad, actually. I can't. Is is Logan the tragic character? No, it's still James. <laughs> Logan is just like kind of pathetic, and you feel bad for him. Pathetic is definitely the word we use to describe him. Right. That feels so mean. But let like... me say Logan Mitchell, the character, just to feel better about saying that he's pathetic. Yeah, Henderson, dope. Love that yeah. guy. I would never um, use the word pathetic to describe Logan Henderson. But Logan Mitchell, I think that's exactly the word for him. <laughs> and Carlos tries to hypnotize like themselves into thinking they're not liars. Um, <laughs> again, it never works. I thought there's going to be like some punchline where hypnotizing someone worked, but it never works. No, it's just a weird gag that they're obsessed with. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, his thing this week. <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy it a lot. Oh, for sure. It's funnier that it never works. <laughs> for sure. He never does it again, I don't think, after this episode. Because it doesn't work. He tried so hard and it didn't and happen. got so far. Anyway, the boys decide that all the parents just need to see their kids in a video. So they'll just make their own video. Again, like, bad decision making. They're going to do a bad job. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so Carlos has a camera again. Yeah, he does appear from the bottom of the screen with it, which yeah, is what he, really solidifies it. He materializes a yeah. camera. <laughs> is this where everyone just breaks down the door of their apartment? No, Wait, they does knock. it get broken down? They knock. Okay. Because I just remember that... thinking it was weird because Budabob didn't. <laughs> There's a crush of people in the doorway of 2J demanding details about the video. Which is fair. And they all start mm-hmm. combining the video concepts that Gustavo rejected. Like uh, One thing I did notice in this scene that was very distracting is that one of Logan's sleeves is rolled up higher than the other one. Logan. One is above the elbow and the other one's not. Work on your fashion choices, bud. Yeah, he's just he's just pathetic. He's he couldn't do too it. Busy doing <laughs> he's the just math. pathetic. He couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's... 
uh, I couldn't focus on anything except for the way Kendall kind of explains the idea. And then Logan is the one who comes up with the idea of a flash party. So good creativity on his part. But he also says the word zete. Okay, okay. I'm really glad you said this because I needed to talk about it. I don't remember the context because I just wrote down the word zete. Zete. Right. So the flash party is going to be in a rooftop overlooking the zete. Thank you. I don't remember what episode I talked about this for a really long time in and if we cut it or not. But (laughs) basically, I was talking about how I thought he had said the word zete in a song somewhere. Like, I had a memory of him saying it, but mm. I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, I listen to Worldwide, and he says city normally, but he says, like, worre and other weird stuff. And I was so distressed because I was like, I can hear him saying city, and I couldn't figure out where it was. And then it was he this. said it, and it just, everything fell into place. I'm so happy. I don't know why he does this. Yeah, it's a weird choice for sure. He does things with words, and I'm obsessed with it. Like, no one else <laughs> does these. Um, but then Carlos appears with the camera, and they're like, we're filming the video. Damn. Then it goes back to rap records. Yeah, Marcos is oh, right. still trying to get his pretty, pretty car video to happen. And Gustavo sends him away, and he's like, all directors are idiots, so I'm going to direct it myself. And Kelly's like, because you're an idiot? And he's like, no. <laughs> exactly like that. And like... Behind Kelly out in the hallway for a second, you can see Marcos, like, having a tantrum out there. (laughs) It doesn't last very long, but he's very upset. Um, Yeah, this is another scene that was just, like, peak Gustavo. Yeah. um, Because Gustavo's like, it's going to be awesome. And it starts with a band. And then then he's like, that's all I've got. And then Kelly, because she, like, can actually do her job and is a (laughs) professional... She's like, okay, we're going to shoot the boys in front of a green room, and we'll add special effects later. Um, And then Gustavo, of course, claims credit for it and says that he's a genius and does, like, a fun little pose. And Kelly rolls her eyes and then continues writing things down because, again, she's a professional. And then it cuts. (laughs) So his video is going to be amazing, and he's a genius. So Gustavo says the words, because this video is going to be amazing. And then it cuts right to the really shitty video <laughs> that they made with Carlos's uh, video camera, which is worse than the raw and uncut one for yeah. Love Me Again. Like, way worse. I was going to say, like, oh, it, it kind of has a flapjack relay energy, but it's worse than their videos. Their videos are better. <laughs> Right, like, the camera's just, like, so shaky, and, mm-hmm. like, all the time, it's, like, they drop the camera at one point, like, it falls off of the tripod, and then Carlos, you see him, like, getting out of the car to go fix it. There's a shot of just Camille and Joe, and they're just <laughs> kind of standing there awkwardly waving. Yeah, that's my favorite one. And then, at the very end, the ending pose is, like, they found some black car, I don't know whose it is, but it's, like, a really boring-looking car. Everyone, they're all hanging out of the windows. And Carlos is holding a shoe. Has a shoe. <laughs> up in the air. And he's kind of got this look on his face like, ha, you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know more about the shoe. Good yeah. boys. They're we just like, we're going to record it. A- <laughs> yeah, he's like, we need to add something else to this. So it's a, it's a bad video. Yes. It's the not Jennifer even like is, a- I'll say in unison, this is the worst music video ever. And then Big Time Rush scary. all says in unison, we know. 
I forgot to bring this up earlier, but when they're trying to explain the music video to everyone after they walk into their apartment, Kendall's like, the Big Time Rush music video is going to be directed by Big Time Rush. It's high concepts. And Joe just goes, so what's the concept? <laughs> like she's taking no prisoner. She's not letting him off the hook on this it's one. The concepts that they came up, of, came up with while high. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they finally tell the truth. Yeah. They're like, Gustavo said you couldn't be in the video. Um, Camille's like, okay, so you put on this entire charade to trick all of us into thinking that we had acting jobs and could stay. And they admit that, yes, that's what happened. And she says it's actually really sweet. And then she slaps Logan really hard on the f- in his face. Um, Opposite. She slaps it- him and then says it's sweet. Does she really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it seemed like the thing to do either way. <laughs> yeah. And everyone seems to be like, like, I thought they'd be more mad, but they're kind of at peace with it. They're like, well, they they fucked up, but they were trying to do a nice thing. So, like, it's fine. We can't really be mad at them. Because they did try really hard. They leave really upset. Like, as everybody's leaving, they're all yelling, like, guys, guys, no, wait, come back. Wait, we can, like, and James yells, Jerome. And I don't know who Jerome is, but he's really wait, upset what? that Jerome is leaving. We're never going to find out who Jerome is. <laughs> nobody in the show is named Jerome. So I just, Sorry, I went back to watch it, and he definitely just said, like, he's like, Jerome, come on. <laughs> yeah. The Jerome and the Lizzo song. <sighs> Guess who's here, guys? In the palm woods. Marcos. Carlos is so concerned about Marcos. Yeah, because he's crying with his suitcase. So they think he's leaving Hollywood, but what actually happened is that he's moving in because of another thing that I used to want to quote all the time, but is impossible. (laughs) It's nothing. Um, He was, (laughs) he's moving into the palm woods because he was dancing while making a ham and it started a fire. See, you say that it's impossible to fit this into your real life, but this is something that you have complete control over. As in, I could dance and make a ham and start fires. Yeah. (laughs) I could. Haley, are you sure you want to suggest this at this juncture in your roommate situation? (laughs) Um, Marcos tells them that their video is horrible. And they're like, oh yeah, you could, and you could do better. And then he claims that his dead chihuahua could do better. So we just learned a lot about Did his chihuahua die in the ham fire? (gasps) No! No! That's why he's crying. That's why he's crying so much because his chihuahua died in the hand fire. No! No! And all he wants is this music video. It's the only thing that will make him feel better at all, and he can't have it. No! I'm so glad that they helped Marcos. I'm wondering when the fire happens. Like, did it just happen like between him being at rock records yeah, he, and now he tries to go make no, himself because... a consolation ham <laughs> <laughs> i think it happened like the day before and that's why like he really needs this director thing and i think that's really driving him through the whole thing because it's like that's the only thing that'll make him feel better about anything because his chihuahua always wanted him to be a director <laughs> yeah marcos knows that he could do better and Kendall, who apparently is like some wish-granting genie now, says, and it's always been your wish to be a Hollywood director, right? So all he needs is all the equipment. So the boys are like, okay, let's let's do it. They are not really sure that they can do it until Kelly walks up and says, hey guys, here's your outfits for the music video that we're shooting tomorrow and gives them all the details, which is when they realize that they do have access to 
all of the things Marcos needs. She tells Marcos one more time that he can't direct because Gustavo is. And they're like, okay, so we know where to get the lights and the camera and the crew. And they have the clothes. But they still need a pretty, pretty car. (laughs) Katie. (laughs) Eating a bag of chips. You're like, oh, you need a cool car? I can get you a cool car. The way that she solves this (laughs) is that she brings Marcos (laughs) up to the park to, uh, he brings his camera. And Marcos, he, like, pretends to just notice Gustavo. And he's like, unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, Gustavo's here now. (laughs) Um, Bitters is that guy. Ugh. Ugh. It was so rude that you said Gustavo when you meant Bitters. Like, that's disrespectful. It's because I'd rather be talking about Gustavo. That's fair. But also put respect on his name. Yes, I'm so sorry, Gustavo. I'll never do it again. Um, so Marco sees Bitters washing his car, and then he does. he's like, unbelievable, I must shoot this beautiful creature from my magazine. Katie walks up and is like, wow, you're Marcos, the famous photographer whose photos are in the magazines that a lot of ladies read. So that really gets Bitters into it. Um, we get why some, does Bitters get believe poses. her? Yeah, he, he's just so desperate. He wants to be famous. He's also pathetic. So he's doing a lot of poses. Marcos is giving him like some tips, some direction. And then he tells him to open the trunk and show him the junk in his trunk. Hell. And he pulls out uh, like a comically large wrench and some jumper cables, which he like. But he holds licks. up the jumper cables. Yeah. All I could think about was like, it's fetish shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that sucked. Um, I've been watching way too much. It's always sunny, and that's just completely ruining when I'm watching Big Time so Rush. But it's fine. It is. Oh my goodness! It Speaking of is. things ruining things, um, <laughs> I watched this episode on my lunch break, and then when I went inside, the kids were watching Toy Story Two, and Bitters has such Al's Toy Barn energy. <gasps> Ugh. It's just a parallel I wasn't anticipating, and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah, he's just pathetic and Pathetic and vile. vile. All right, so, I mean, Kendall is Woody. If we're no, going to do we this. No, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't do it. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to it. So, another, it's going to happen eventually, day. but it cannot happen right now. It just takes a... Well, because Carlos just found out that about the concept of Toy Story recently. <laughs> he's Andy. No, <laughs> that's not how that works. So Bitters pulls out the fetish shit and holds it up, and then Katie and Marcos shove him into the trunk of the car and <laughs> close it, and he is stuck. And in Katie there. yells, "Freedom!" because now the kids can actually use the park. Yay! I was hoping for another like adult swim. No, kids allowed situation, <laughs> but it didn't happen in this one. He didn't make any terrible signs. Nope, she's just devil boy's sister. (laughs) (laughs) So they get to the studio the next morning to film the Gustavo-directed video, and then they send Kelly and Gustavo outside the building, and I thought they were going to lock them out, but they just, while they're outside, they run away. Yeah, they're just very (laughs) fast. Um, Can I talk about their outfits? Yeah. So Carlos is wearing a regular suit jacket and a crew neck t-shirt, and 
James is wearing this nice burgundy button-down with, like, there's, like, some design on the left shoulder. And Logan is wearing just, like, a jacket. Like, it wants to be a functional jacket, but it's a fashion jacket. So it's got a lot of pockets, but you can tell they're not, like, deep. Um, And it's got a button-down and a tie underneath. And Kendall is wearing a velvet suit jacket with, like, silk lapels and a black v-neck. I'm pretty sure... All of these are outfit choices in The Sims 4. (laughs) So the city can be theirs in The Sims 4? Perhaps. Perfect. If I can figure out how to make their faces. Maybe someday. I know, it sucks so much. This could be your someday. Anyway. Gustavo screams dogs. (laughs) Classic. So they do make a good video, finally. Or Logan is allowed to drive even though he has his learner- learner's permit because Bitters is trapped in the trunk. So technically they have an adult in the car. Love it. We're going to devote an entire episode to this video, right? Like when we talk yeah. about the song. Yeah. But it's finally a good music video. Yay. Yay. Proud of them. And they like premiered it at the Palmwoods pool on a projector. Mm-hmm. Which again. Okay. So filming a music video takes at least a day (laughs) probably more than one but let's say they only did it in a day and then you have to edit the music video there's a lot that goes into editing yeah but presumably this all happened within like 12 hours because they're meeting gustavo at 9 a.m and if they started right away it's dark by the time they're showing the video so maybe like 9 10 p.m they are wearing different outfits. Like, Kelly and Gustavo are wearing different outfits than they were. But when they go outside, Kelly is wearing this, like... Oh, are those, like, the the wide leg pants? Yes. Is, and they've got, like, I, the, the six buttons. Yeah. Yeah, and those are very good. a frilly sh- shrug over a tan tank top. And she's got, like, three gold necklaces. It's, like, a bunch of the gold necklaces. But then after, like, at the end scene, she's not wearing that outfit anymore. Which could imply that it's a different day. Right. But it's even pushing it that Gustavo and Kelly wouldn't have confronted them, even if it's the same day. Like, they, you'd think they would have confronted them way sooner. No, that's that's also, that's why I noticed it. Because I'm like, oh my goodness, it took them, like, they took the time to go and change their clothes before they found these guys to confront them. Right. Because they say, we came here to chew you guys out. So... That suggests they haven't chewed them out yet, and that's the first thing they would do when they found them. Right. And so, you know where to find them. They live here. I know. And everybody that they know who can edit a music video, they have to get through rock records, so it's not like they're going to have trouble finding these boys. Right. So what were Marcos they doing all day? Do Maybe they got, like, called for community service again <laughs> for destroying something in Matthew McConaughey's, and that's just, like, they didn't have time for it in the episode. So that explains why it took them so long to get back. And... That is another um, parallel with Big Time Photo Shoot because that's when they first got called to community service and that's when they couldn't get back to fix the photo shoot. Yeah, that could be it. That's the only yeah. thing that makes sense. <laughs> so um, Camille like launches herself at Logan and kisses him so hard that they fall over. Does she kiss him? First I, thought, many. I thought, they I thought she just tackled him. I don't know. It's talked about a lot more like later on in the show, but like the tackling is like the thing. Mm-hmm. that she does to Logan. So, and I don't think they're at a point where she would kiss him out of character yet. No. She'll slap him at any point. But she needs to be in a character to kiss him. 
Right. And they're not at that level yet. Uh, but after she tackles him to the ground, her dad just kind of winces and oh, walks yeah, yeah, away yeah. out of the pool. <laughs> and then is this when Bitters breaks out of the trunk? Yeah, that's the other reason that it's confusing. Because, like, in my experience with audio editing, it takes, like, three times as long as the original recording to edit it down and then get it all because you have to watch through all the footage it's gonna take at least another day so the question is how long has bitters been <laughs> in that trunk because he, because he hasn't been out yet out of the trunk right he hasn't been out yet he's been in there since they pushed him in there in the park yeah and all we know that it was daylight at that point it was before 9 a.m actually I thought that it was directly after they were talking the day before the shoot. Yeah. So was he in there all night and then the oh following god. day? Oh my god. How much has this man been through? Because he's been locked in the, the party fun box for an indeterminate amount of time. <laughs> he's been locked in that supply closet for an indeterminate amount of time. And now the trunk of a car for at, at least, least 24 hours. Oh my god. Like, does he just have an emergency preparedness kit on him? In case Big Time Rush does this to him again? Is this why Kendall Wait. is Devil Boy? Okay, so I didn't want to make this comparison, but since I, I... Okay, I have called both him and Logan pathetic in this episode, and then I was also thinking about Big Time Tests, which we don't get to until season four, but that's, like, more parallels between them. But I was like, what if Bitters is also immortal, and that's no. why he can just survive all of this? Like, I was going to say he's very resilient, but, like, what if he and Logan share that... He's like yeah. a cautionary tale. Um, anyway, Bitters, he's out of the trunk, and he's demanding Payment. repayment for Which? scratch removal and leather treatment and trunk pain and suffering. He pushes a child into the pool for emphasis. <laughs> yeah. Again, they cause problems, and then Bitters is going to Gustavo and Kelly to pay for the problems, just like big time right. jobs. Kelly's okay with for paying for the problems in this one because apparently they saved a lot of money for the guys shooting the video. How did that work? Because they still had to pay the entire crew, all of the lighting and like audio and camera people. The only thing they really changed is that they don't need the special effects. And they, they still didn't need have to pay all of the editing. They didn't have to pay. Well, no, it was going to be Gustavo, and he wasn't going to get paid extra for that. He was just going to do it. And I'm guessing they didn't pay Marcos, so that's the same. That's true. Kelly writes out the whole check and Bitters is fine with it because he likes money. <laughs> and Gustavo walks out and says, okay, add another zero to it and then sell me the car and we'll make it the big time Rushmobile. Which, like, I don't remember what? ever seeing this car again. Oh, yeah. they immediately crash it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, if you, we don't see it happen. I was but that's... looking at the wiki and it was like the big time Rushmobile is never seen again after this episode, even though they own the car. And I was like, cool. Ailey, you're right. They definitely destroyed it. <laughs> like right after it cuts at the end of the episode. Yep. I only hope the bitters wasn't still in the trunk. He was. Or maybe like <laughs> as long as like, they think Logan it just ended. forgot to put the parking brake on and he rolled or away. Because like literally all that happens is the boys drive around in the car that they now own and logan's like in two months i'll have my license and we can really drive this and then bitters is like when can you let me out he, he, he calls them from his cell phone oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to ask how long he has to be in there 
and they tell him two, two more, months. more months. Also, okay, he must have gotten paid a lot of money to if he's okay be with trunk. being in there. Like, the editor is like, add another zero, and you stay in the trunk for two months. All right, and that's where the episode cuts. And then presumably after that, all of the events of <laughs> that we had previously previously described um, with the car wreck yeah. happen. Yeah. And then everything's fine by Big Time Concert. That happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Just to do a quick overview of the episode since we got to the end. So one thing that's especially true in season one is like we get these benchmarks to see where they're going on their journey because we literally start with them in minnesota not a band we see when they get their first demo um this is their first music video then the next one we see is going to be their first concert i'm trying to think is has there been any like major growth in this episode because like carlos with the jennifers i mean nothing really happened there so It's not wild that went back to normal. Camille and Logan definitely got solidified as like more of a thing. Right. Like he um, shows concern for her well-being. He seems more comfortable around her. Um, right. Because in Big Time Crib, he's really weirded out by her and her attention. But now mm-hmm. he like definitely enjoys the attention. Even if he's being slapped, he doesn't seem to be like that mad about it. Right. Like he doesn't want her to leave. Yeah. Which wouldn't have been the case in any earlier episodes we don't get any follow-up with joe she just like destroys kendall (laughs) (laughs) she wasn't at risk of leaving that's true we don't know if he ever fixes her suitcase he probably doesn't doubt it because if he fixes her suitcase then she can leave (laughs) she can't leave if it's squeaky Mm -hmm. yeah it had similar energy. I, maybe it's just because it also happened at the pool, but it reminded me of when he gave her the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got any jokes that were just for Kendall in this one. But the boys didn't really jokes. split. The boys never split up. Usually no. we get them to split up somehow or someone's alone, but they're all together the entire episode. They were a unit. The city is them. There's only one member of Big Time Rush. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Okay, so we've come this far, and uh, the next episode, I'm not sure if it's the next podcast episode, but the next one that we are going to be reviewing is Big Time Concert, which is the season finale of season one. That's like, that's that's cool. <laughs> that's a lot. Right. It's I'm excited, though. Well, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Um, if you go to our website, Rushers with Love, all one word. Uh, rusherswithlove.podbean.com all of our links are there and all of our episodes if you go on Instagram we're from rusherswithlove all one word and we're also from rusherswithlove on Tumblr I believe Twitter is rusherswithlove but I don't update that one because I don't know how to and I'm afraid of it so (laughs) maybe not that that one's probably not your best bet (laughs) Our cover art is by Molly May. Um, her the link to her Instagram is in our bio on Instagram. That was a sentence. Anyway, go check out her stuff. She's great. It's real cool. Is that? Did we get a little? I think so. Check out our backlog too. We've got a lot of episodes to listen to. I have to go. I was dancing while making a ham and started a fire. Well, your pants. Mine wasn't good though. Haley, say something funny. Uh, I 
was dancing while making a ham and I burned my pants and now they're cold. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want? That's exactly Goodbye. what I want. Bye. Bye. Bye.